From the world of business and a company news straight through into geopolitics, and I think many of you would know, of course, two related things. The one is that there is a conflict out in Ukraine and Eastern Europe. The second, certainly for the last half decade or so, there have been looming tensions between Washington, the United States of America, and Beijing, People's Republic of China. And uh, yeah, tonight we make sense of this in the context of the continent of Africa. Now, many of you would know, of course, that uh, earlier on today, uh, um, and maybe let me say something else just when we talk about this, that um, in many ways that conflict um, frames and maps the two axes of power, if I can put it that way, or the two you know, vantage points from where global power emerges. And I hate to use the word superpowers because it's a very cold war of a concept, but let's maybe work with it for now. Um, a big part of that has also influenced, I guess, the world's response to the conflict in Ukraine and, uh, you know, also playing itself into this bipolar world. And uh, seemingly also, uh, I guess, uh, a lot of that battleground said to be on our continent. Uh, we saw earlier on today uh, visiting his uh, visiting uh, his counterpart was uh, Sergei Lavrov, who was visiting Minister Dotanaledi Pando. Uh, in uh, what I guess was a frank exchange of views on issues of common interest and uh, on many bilateral, regional and multilateral issues. We also do know South Africa hosting the BRICS Summit this year, I understand in August. And uh, yeah, many of these discussions would have been laying the basis or Chayelela as Senzeka, BRICS, which is coming up all the way in August. So, uh, yeah, we make sense of this tonight. And uh, I guess uh, the role of this in the broader geopolitics, we also know, of course, there was the Africa, uh, um, U.S.-Africa Summit, uh, which uh, I had the fortune to uh, to be at in December uh, in Washington. And uh, in many ways, I guess, uh, all of these diplomatic uh, charm offensives very, very much part uh, of uh, the new territorial battles around frontier technologies and securing all of the minerals, one would think, that are critical to many of those advances. Faith Mabera, senior researcher at the Institute for Global Dialogue, joins me to make sense of uh, yeah these latest developments, coming as they do, of course, where the United States uh, Secretary of the Treasury is also uh, very much around on the continent. Faith, good evening and welcome. Good evening, Ayavanga, uh, and good evening to your listeners. Thank you very much for joining us, Faith. Um, yeah, the timing, I guess, of this particular visit by Sergei Lavrov to his counterpart, uh, uh, Minister Dr. Naledi Pandor, uh, comes at a very interesting time because we did hear towards the end of last week that uh, the Secretary of the Treasury in the United States, a very senior role there as well, um, set to visit the continent. We understand she is already on the continent. Um, it seems very strong charm offensive, on the continent, we also do know the foreign minister of China, as is often tradition, uh, was also a few weeks ago in the continent as well. So it speaks volumes, I guess, about to what degree our continent is at the center of um, the geopolitical contestations in the globe. Uh, yes, precisely, Ayabonga. Um, I think it goes without saying that there's um, incredible strategic appeal on, the, on behalf of uh, Africa for almost a reason, uh, not including, of course, just our vast abundance of natural resources, but also um, the kind of political capital we carry, obviously, Africa being the largest voting group at the UN, um, political voting group, and also I think the fact that increasingly um, there's, a, there's a number of megatrends, whether you think about demographics or, or the, the first paper. Faith, we've seen, um, Faith, 
Yes. Please hold yes. the line. We, we're just battling with the quality of, um, you know, the, the signal being transmitted on your line. So hold that line for me for a second. We're going to try and call you back. Okay, that there was Faith Mabera joining us from the Institute for Global Dialogue. And uh, we'll uh, try and establish our connection with her on a better line. Five minutes it is before 8 p.m. It's the headline segment here on Metro FM Talk. And uh, Faith, I hope I have you on a much better line. Oh, okay. Seemingly not yet. Uh, so, yeah. Faith Mabera there joining us from the Institute for Global Dialogue. And, of course, this on the back of uh, a visit by the Foreign Minister of uh, the Russian Federation. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, um, coming as it does, in a context where, I must say, I mean, you know, even the reportage around this is suggesting that South Africa has taken a non-comital response to the conflict in Eastern Europe. So the sense is that, you know, no, 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 these ones are lukewarm. They are unclear on which side they sit on. Um, and I think, I mean, yeah, it's one of these things that we have to unpack a bit more. But Faith, back with us on I, what I hope is a much better line. Yes, I hope you can hear oh, me clearly. Yes, much, much clearer. Please continue. So I was talking to Africa's strategic appeal mm. just in the evolving international order. And, and this is, of course, on the back of a number of uh, not only trends that uh, are poised to be a bit more positive for, for the continent, but also just because of the multiplicity of actors that are seeking to cut the continent also come with their own set of um, interests and ideas. Um, and I think it's up to us to sort of navigate um, the growing attention by foreign actors on us. Mm. So um, with regard to the latest development, um, particularly today, um, which has, I, I can imagine has created quite a bit of um, halabaloo in not only international media, but also in the local media, is a visit by um, Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, to Pretoria to meet his um, Draco counterpart, Minister Pandor. Um, for meetings. And um, interestingly, um, somebody asked me the question about um, what would be discussed in those meetings because of, of the other debacle that was ongoing, particularly this week, uh, last weekend, part of this weekend, which was the question of the debacle surrounding the, the inflection point in the Russia-Ukraine war with regard to the, 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 the debate about Germany um, holding out on supplying the Lopet 2 tanks to Russia and how this has sort of opened up a, a very um, key question regarding just the, the cohesion and the level of solidarity within the transatlantic alliance. Um, mm. And I think my my natural response was to say that um, I think before we begin to uh, make a mountain out of a molehill, I think it's first to consider the the visit just for on its own terms mm. as a bilateral visit which is a, a very regular part of um, right, yeah. many countries' foreign relations. Um, it, it's, it's as, as Lavrov and, and, uh, and Pando both say, this is actually um, natural in terms of the course of relations. Um, you also alluded to just the decade-long partnership and cooperation between South Africa and Russia, mm. and which interestingly has traversed ac- across multiple sectors. So it's not limited to one sector. And also it goes without saying that the two countries also share a sense of solidarity on account of the fact that they are both members of the BRICS um, grouping of countries. Mm. Um, and, and, and rightfully that South Africa is um, set to host uh, the BRICS mm. summit um, this year. I was about to say, I mean, are we overreading or are we reading too much into this visit? Um, largely because of how it coincides with the visit of a very senior official um, in the Biden administration. 
Um, and of course, I guess, you know, how that fits into uh, a bigger context where, you know, of extension of US, contestation around US and Chinese and Russian influence on the continent and so on. When, you know, many people are just saying, well, you know, it could have been even a logistics meeting. Leave aside the bilateral and other multilateral areas of common interest. It could have been about a discussion of saying, how do we ready ourselves for the summit that is coming up um, in the next while where many of our political principles will be coming, you know, for, uh, for, for, for some discussion. So, so are we reading too much into this, uh, trying to maybe find many other storylines that m- might, just, might just be a coincidence that uh, all of these visits happen s- in such close proximity? Um, it's interesting you say that. I, I just believe that some of the, the hype that has been created is just linked to the bro- broader framing of, of the Russia-Ukraine war, as you mm. rightly say, as a geopolitical contest, right? And, and as is a lot of this a very high-stakes geopolitical contest, it also comes with um, certain narratives that need to be primed. Um, around, and I think that's just part of the big, big deal that was the, that was sort of tagged um, onto the the visit. And you're right in asking whether perhaps we're overreading the situation. And interestingly, also to be fair, when you look at the, the visit that um, uh, Foreign Minister Lavrov also conducted last year, it was actually alluded to, and I mean, just as part of the ministry's planning for for the, the minister's visit in the upcoming year, mm. it was made very clear, and especially the track, just the news from the Russian foreign minister, that he was actually going to also undertake two African tours during the first quarter of mm. 2023. So it's little surprise to, to those who um, are well-versed in, 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 in movement. And also, to be fair, um, if, if somebody is really trying to fish for um, a bit of propaganda or a bit of, of um, sort of, uh, um, I'd say, uh, highly um, sensationalized element from the meeting, um, it would be missing in action because mm. um, for for all one can say about Foreign Minister Sagril Lavrov, as, as you rightfully said, as a seasoned diplomat, um, I also have much admiration for him because he's very forthright um, in his comments and if one even wants to, to just have a feel of what the, the Russian foreign policy and Russian um, views on, on the evolving dynamics of the Russia-Ukraine. And all, all one has to do was to turn to his press conference last week when he was giving updates from the Russian foreign ministry. It, I mean, it was a, con- a press conference that ran well over two hours. Um, and in it, I think he, he spoke to a lot of issues surrounding the the, 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 the bigger, bigger issues around mm. the Russia-Ukraine war. Yeah. yeah. But then, of course, this visit does also coincide um, with... A moment that it presented itself where South Africa once again reiterated um, its own prerogative in you know, sovereign matters of determining its foreign policy approach, who its friends and you know, potentially who its enemies are, um, in the issue around the offshore military exercises that it was conducting alongside a few other countries. Um, I mean, you know, to what degree are we finding that the reporting around this particular routine diplomatic visit is uh, certainly being, I guess you know, emerged with much of all the reportage and the concern around, certainly from other countries, around these military exercises? Yes, and it, it precisely boils down to the question of the various dimensions of, of the, the war in Ukraine. So in as much as we, we, are, we are fully fully focused on, on the, 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 the kinetic movement. And then I guess the other dynamic is, of course, 
um, the continental questions. Uh, a lot is on the go. Um, and we would have seen the U.S.-Africa summit in December. Um, and one wonders whether or not, you know, there will be similar such convenings. The BRICS summit's coming up this year. Um, there are many other matters that interface with that AFCFTA uh, issues around, you know, continued involvement of South African and African countries in the, uh, you know, uh, Africa Growth and Opportunity Act, AGOA, which is a system of trade preferences. Just your thoughts around, I guess, for 2023, what uh, the diplomatic landscape uh, is going to look like and, of course, some big uh, milestones that we might anticipate in the diplomatic calendar. So the main um, issues, of course, uh, just right off the gate is, as you rightfully said, the, the European visits by key strategic partners on the African continent. Um, interestingly, that they're all converging around the first quarter, um, starting with the visit of the Chinese foreign minister. Mm. Um, now we have uh, Lavrov, and also um, we have uh, Secretary um, of the, the Treasury Secretary Janet um, Yellen. To also, I think she's, she's learning uh, in Pretoria for the meeting tomorrow, um, while on course to also meet um, um, to go to Zambia um, as part of her visit. So those are, those are just some of the, the, the more high-level visits, um, as I mentioned, part and parcel of, of, um, of uh, bilateral and multilateral um, sort of undertakings. But also, interestingly, of course, South Africa's hosting of the big summit, India's hosting of the G20 summit, um, and, and here it will be interesting because a key question um, under consideration will be the, the, the idea of um, that, that was um, sort of elucidated by Biden at the U.S. Africa Summit, which is the question of uh, pushing forward for the, the African Union to join the G20 uh, as part of an observer sort of grouping at the G20. Um, they considered part and parcel of that grouping, but it also happening in interesting times in terms of the Perspective expansion of the BRICS, BRICS group, grouping. There's a big line of countries now um, seeking to join the ranks of the BRICS country, including um, Egypt and Saudi Arabia, um, all going to join BRICS, which says um, quite a bit about the tension um, of, of the grouping. Mm. And um, and I think this is just some of the, the key issues. And also, um, interestingly, the, the of course the AU summit and 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 the continental stance which has been paint, paint a very mixed picture with regard to the reaction. I think generally the biggest thing um, as to the, the, the geopolitical flashpoint in this case being the Russian-Ukraine war um, seems to still take center stage, but um, we don't know what will happen given the, the fluidity of dynamics on the ground. But mm-hmm. in saying that, I think the other key developments are still ongoing as due to the issues to do with global economic governance, issues to do with addressing multilateral crisis, have to go on um, in the background. They're not necessarily stopping just Mm. because there's a a heated um, geopolitical context um, under. Faith, we'll have to leave it there for tonight. Thank you very much for taking time out to speak to us.